Are you a small business owner looking for guidance to scale your business like you never thought possible? Join me, Tyler Arnold, for the open and honest conversations you've been waiting for with other small business owners on not only how to build the business of your dreams, but to become a mountain mover, impacting people's lives, growing faith, and providing your family with opportunities. Let's move mountains together. Hey guys, this is Tyler Arnold here at Small Business Mountain Movers. Today I've got Eric Ellison on the call from Travelers Rest, South Carolina. So Eric, I'll go ahead and let you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your business. Yeah, my name's Eric. Obviously, Tyler just introduced me, but uh, my name's Eric. I'm in the uh, the upstate of South Carolina here. I was born and raised here. Um, I love it here. And so um, uh, early on in business, or early on in my life, I knew that I. I wanted to be a business owner, but it took me a long time to kind of navigate my way and find what I needed to do. And, you know, the truth is, is I'm still in that navigation process. Uh, you know, I don't really think that 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 process ever ends. Uh, I think you're always trying to find yourself and trying to grow and those type of things. But um, I own a roofing and solar company in the upstate of South Carolina. And I'm also uh, currently working on a uh, an apparel company, um, more of like an athletic brand, Nike Under Armour sorts, but uh, certainly not on their level. But uh, so, two completely different spaces. Um, I've been involved in some digital marketing earlier in my career, so I've done a lot of things, and, and truthfully, I've failed at a lot of things. But those failures have taught me a lot. So. Uh, I'm grateful to be on this podcast and be able to share some of my experiences and the things that I've learned and things that I, uh, are pitfalls to look out for. Um, so I'm, I'm just excited to be here. Yeah, man. Glad to have you on the call. Um, I mean, one thing I always like to know is just like, um, there's so many different types of businesses out there today and different things. So like, it's just interesting to hear why people start the certain business that they did. So like, why, what, like what in your life, I guess, brought you to the point of actually starting your roofing and solar company? Um, so that's a pretty funny question, actually. Uh, it was just by opportunity that I fell into roofing. So, um, you know, when I started out, I was just trying to find a way, you know, I wasn't trying to be a Gary V or a Grant Cardone uh, type of person. I was just honestly uh, tired of working jobs that I felt like would never pay me what I felt like I was worth. And um, I'd even been fired from a couple jobs. So, you know, I was... <laughs> Early on, I was just trying to find a way to make enough money to keep me and my family content, and uh, that was really the only goal I had at that at that time. Um, and so I was introduced to Gary V pretty early, and he owns a digital advertising uh, agency, which is a massive agency that deals with the you know the Fortune 500. But I was like, you know what, that sounds interesting. So I started learning the digital marketing game, um, learning SEO, and I bought a bunch of courses and blah 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 blah. And, uh, you know, one day I was in my office and a massive hailstorm just rolled through, uh, you know, two and a half inch, three inch hail. And uh, I had been involved in, on a very limited basis in roofing uh, prior to that um, with, a, with a guy that I knew that owned a company down in Georgia. But I knew enough about the roofing industry to know that big hail meant big money. And so at the time, uh, I didn't really have any money. So uh, I thought it would be a perfect opportunity to uh, to try to go make some money. So um, the hell started coming down. So I started trying to figure out how I could capitalize on on the storm that just rolled through. So I reached out to some people that I knew, and then you know they they kind of showed me some things that I didn't know about the roofing industry. And then 
from there, I just started to grow and grow and grow and learn more and learn more and learn more. And eventually it just grew into what it is today. There was never any, uh, you know, funny enough, there was, there's never any intent um, to uh, own a roofing and solar company. It just kind of happened for me. Um, it wasn't something that I'd set out to do um, or was super passionate about, I guess you would say. Um, it, but it just kind of happened. And uh, it's taught me a great deal uh, being involved in this industry uh, because really when it comes down to a business is business and the way you handle one business um, is the way you handle another one. Uh, you know, certain issues are going to be slightly different, but you know, the overall scope of it is very, very similar. So um, it's taught me a lot and uh, I'm extremely blessed to, to be involved in this industry and to made it have where I've made it. Um, but there's still a lot to come. There's still a lot more that I'd like to accomplish. But yeah, the way I got involved was really just by an opportunity and Hellstorm came through and I happened to see it and uh, I was broke and I needed some money and I thought I could make some money doing it. And so that's how it all kind of started for me. Yeah. So like, I mean, I think that's with a lot of businesses though, is just like you have an opportunity and a lot of so you have people that take action on it and capitalize on it. And then you have people that just kind of sit on the sidelines and never actually do anything with the opportunity that literally just landed right in their lap. Yep. Um, so like, come, like coming from that though, since like you never really had any experience in the roofing and solar industry, um, like what were some of the biggest struggles that you had in the beginning coming from the marketing side, but not actually having experience with that type of niche? Uh, you know, really I had a very, I wouldn't even say limited. I would only say non-existent. Um, um, sales personality i guess you'd say or sales skills um i wasn't i wasn't very good at sales i guess you'd say uh, you know if, if it was somebody that i could connect with um that i could that i could sell the job but if it was somebody that was you know cut from a different cloth from me um if we and i struggled with those deals and, and the big reason that i've struggled and the biggest thing that i failed in sales because there's a lot of techniques that you can learn there's a lot of things that you can learn when you sell but um, a lot of it just comes from the confidence of knowing that you're there and knowing why you're there and being confident in that. And so um, really with not having any experience, it was just building that confidence level and under and starting to learn the industry and understand all the language that goes into it um, and what all the things mean when people are talking about it. And so uh, it just took time to learn that. Uh, I am a pretty fast learner, I would say, but uh, it still took me some time to learn it. Um, and especially in, in the solar industry, that you know, there's so much that goes into it. That's a, an ever-evolving industry with technology. So it was just being very persistent um, and trying to learn everything. And, and through the learning process, gave me much more confidence when I spoke with homeowners about the roof uh, and about us replacing the roof. It gave me a lot more confidence. And that confidence, you know, delivered to the homeowner and they could sense that and feel it. And so it's made sales much easier as, as well as I've had some, some really great people um, that I've been, that I had the pleasure of being around that, that are really skilled in the sales aspect of this. And so I've learned an awful lot from them. And uh, to this day, I'm trying to continue to perfect it. I continue to practice on, you know, door pitches and, and how to close deals and stuff like that. I, I still practice in the truck when I'm just driving around, just talking to myself. But um, yeah, it was an interesting experience because with no background and no knowledge of what you were doing. And then you're going out there and trying to accomplish something that makes it difficult. But you know, the things in life that are difficult are the things that are worth going for. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so like coming from all of that though, and like learning from the mistakes that you were making in the beginning, um, like what were some of the things that really started clicking that actually helped you grow to where you're at today? Uh, so really it was just the confidence. Uh, again, it's probably more of just a repeat of the, of the last answer. It, it, a lot of it just came from confidence. Um, once I felt like I knew what I was talking about, um, and I knew how to present, um, that made, that made everything way easier because, um, you don't have to be nervous about being stumped or a homeowner asking you a question that you have no idea what they're talking about. Um, those are, those are scary situations when you're in a sales environment, uh, so as I just continue to learn, I developed that confidence. That's what really afforded me um, to be able to do everything that I've been able to do. It's just building my confidence level in what I'm talking about. And so um, that, you know, that's, that's the key to me for, for a lot of stuff is just you know, finding that confidence and putting in the time and putting in the effort um, to, to gain that confidence. Because the reality is, is if you don't know anything about anything, then it's going to take hard work and persistence to learn it. Um, but if you learn it, then you gain that confidence because you know that you know you're, what you're talking about. And uh, that translates to, to the people that you're around, whether it's in sales or business or whatever it is that you're talking about. You know, most people know what they're, you know, most people know if they're hearing BS or not. And so um, I've, I've just, uh, I always tried to strive to learn enough to know that the homeowners knew that I was telling them the truth and they knew that I knew I was what I was talking about. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it makes complete sense. Um, so, like, come, I mean, coming from like your marketing background on everything, though, like, what type? I mean, just because every niche and like every industry just has different types of marketing that works. Um, so, it's always just interesting to hear like different strategies that everybody's tried. Um, so, like, coming from your coming from, from a marketing, marketing standpoint. Yeah, so like from a marketing standpoint, like, what are some of the things that you've tried that have worked really good, and like, what's some things that have really flopped? Um, they're doing the roofing and solar stuff. Actually, interesting. So, in the roofing industry, um, you know, no offense to any guys that may be in the roofing industry that may hear this podcast, but uh, the roofing industry is a very old industry. Uh, you know, most of the owners of these companies are, you know, well into their fifties, sixties, and seventies, um, and they just don't understand the new era that we live in and the way that you market in that in this era. Um, so they do a lot of old school things that, you know, simply just don't work as well or don't work at all anymore. And they continue to try to do it because that's where they made their money uh, early on in their career and they haven't adapted and, and learned a new way. So really for me, it was a fairly easy industry, uh, from a marketing standpoint, because the competition level was, was relatively low, um, because, you know, you only have. Out of the 150 or some odd roofing companies in the upstate, um, you only really have like a handful of companies that were even halfway doing it right from a marketing standpoint, uh, being found on Google, uh, Google AdWords, um, Facebook ads, um, those type of things. And then, you know, more direct targeting for direct mailers and that type of thing. Uh, just a lot of people weren't doing it. So uh, I took advantage of that. You know, I did really, really well with AdWords uh, very early, and uh, I've also had some some success with Facebook ads and and that type of thing. And so, uh, those are probably the two keys that really uh, helped me out as much. And then, obviously, just the door to door side. Um, you know, I had the pleasure of meeting some guys that were really good at the door to door side and kind of introduced that that element to us. 
um, or to me. And, um, and it was, it was, a is a different thing because coming from the digital back, the digital background, you know, you're just trying to create leads online and go run those leads down, um, those type of things. But, uh, when we were introduced to the door to door side and, and started learning that, that was just a completely different thing for me. So, um, and, and the other thing in roofing is, uh, most of the time you're dealing with a high ticket item. Um, so your, your marketing cost or your marketing budget can be very high because, um, Almost always, if you can find a way to get a customer, regardless of what it costs you in marketing to get that customer, it's almost always worth it um, because of the the, the the high ticket price of a new roof. So, um, but definitely, a hundred percent unequivocally, AdWords and, uh, and and Facebook ads would be second were the two biggest things that I was able to capitalize on um, that just the other roofers just weren't doing a very good job at. Yeah, so like I mean, me again, me coming from the digital marketing side, it's just always crazy to see like how some people really turn down digital marketing, and like even in the roofing niche, um, like a lot of guys are just still stuck on the old school ways. When really with digital marketing, there's so many easy ways to find literally the perfect person that's going to be looking for your service, anyways. Um, so like leveraging digital marketing really gives you such a huge advantage over a lot of businesses. Um, even though there's really not that many, you know, like you said, they're in the upstate doing it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, from a digital standpoint, I mean, I would encourage anybody that owns any company from a digital, uh, you know, to, to heavily invest in their, you know, th this, this, this snowball that we got rolling with technology is, is not going to end anytime soon. And yep. so, um, you know, the companies that are investing in it are going to be the biggest companies in the area and the companies that aren't truthfully probably just won't even be in business anymore. So um, I think digital marketing as a, in a, as a whole gets a very bad rep um, because back in, you know, you look back and probably, and obviously I wasn't even around then, but you look back in like the 80s, um, 70s and 80s and maybe even early 90s, uh, you know, you didn't really, really have to worry so much about people taking your money and not delivering on it. You know, most of those, most of what they were doing from advertising standpoint was, you know, some direct mail, uh, you know, newspaper ads, pulls on TV. The local station here is WYFF News 4. So if WYFF takes your money to run some uh, some commercials on their network for you, and you don't really have to worry about those in that place but with the digital space it becomes a, a kind of a tainted space because there's so many people out there that are doing it that are absolutely clueless on what they're doing and how to actually help uh small business owners get found to their customers and so what happens is i think a lot of companies go through so many of these you know, so-called digital marketing gurus that get them no results that they they think the whole thing is not worth it and the problem is not the not the digital marketing, it's the, the person that was implementing the strategies. And so I would encourage anybody that's looking at it to do your due diligence on whoever you're working with um, on the digital marketing side. But it's extremely worth it. It's just the, the, the barrier of entry, I guess, to say is so low. Anybody can say they're a digital marketing expert. And especially for these older um, business owners, they don't have any knowledge to evaluate whether these people are telling the truth or if they're just full of it. Um, and so I think a lot of people get taken for a lot of money uh, in the digital marketing space. And I think that gives it a bad reputation as whole. But there's no doubt if if you're found on Google, 
when you're when your homeowner is searching for your particular service if you're found on google that makes a huge difference and uh, it will continue to and if you're not investing in it then um you know the future is probably going to look pretty rough for you yeah I, mean, I couldn't agree more with that um so like knowing what you know now and like knowing the marketing stuff and where your business is at now like how are you guys going to leverage that into like what's your goals over the next year and how do you guys actually plan on implementing that and hitting those goals yeah so our digital presence so you know just trying to be found in more areas on google you know so you know if we do well in, in one particular area then we're going to focus on another area that uh that maybe in the upstate that we're not found as well in or, or markets that we're not doing quite as well and so we're going to continue to push to grow markets as well as grow our sales team so uh, we want more guys out there talking to homeowners um, because in, in our space in particular, um, it's a tough space because a lot of times um, homeowners aren't even aware that they have damage on their roof. So um, a lot of times you have to go to them. Um, and so we use Facebook ads for that. And we also use door to door for that. Um, you know, as big of as an advocate as I am for digital marketing, there is no replacement for door to door in the current time. I mean, I've seen it firsthand, digital marketing and how well it works, but I've also seen the door-to-door -door side and how well it works. So uh, our goal is we're just going to continue to grow our sales team. You know, our industry is heavily predicated on, on storm damage, um, and so that's one thing that we can't control. But, uh, you know, we're going to continue to find the damages that are still currently out there and help those homeowners replace their roofs and grow our sales team and just really stay focused on being the best that we can be, um, whether that's in our personal lives business life or in sales, whatever that may be, we're just continue to try to grow our team and, and grow the best team that we can that that has uh, high ethics and high standards of what we want to do and how we want to do it. So those are the big goals. You know, there's not necessarily a monetary number for it for me at this time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I just want to see it continue to grow at the pace that it's growing and then we'll see what the future holds for us. So, um, you know, I, I know that uh, it's probably not the best answer writing down your goals and all those things are super important but i also don't want to come on here and be a liar and say that i do that every day so i don't have a monetary goal per se um i just want to see our team develop and grow um, and go out and accomplish all of our individual goals as well as our company goals which is just becoming more of the dominant force in the upstate and having people recognize the brand and the name and knowing that it's a name and a brand that you can trust yeah i mean I, i'm can couldn't agree more with that like i'm always a big believer in actually having a team of people um, that build everything up and not every goal necessarily has to be like a monetary number that you hit um it's more just about building the team that you enjoy being around right um, and have having a company that you actually enjoy running and not something that you're a slave um, within all the time yeah so you know really for me um the team aspect is huge for me because what what I've been able to see happen is, you know, you can bring guys in and girls as well um, who are struggling in their current positions where they're at. And you're able to bring them in and train them and give them some skill sets that, you know, for them is life changing money. And, you know, to be able to help people out in that way makes a huge difference for me. You know, that's that's true impact. You know, I'm the first one to say that there's a lot of monetary things out there that, that I want to accomplish. Um, and, uh, you know, those things include boats and lake houses. Um, but also, I, I want to accomplish a lot more than that. And I want to change families' lives. Um, and I feel like this industry has provided that opportunity for a lot of people to be a part of that and helping people 
um, change their lives and, and see the potentials that lie out there. I think all too often uh, people settle for what they shouldn't settle for. And I want to continue to help push people, but also, you know, just stay within my bounds and, and, and help them the best way that I know how and help them accomplish the goals that they have for them and their family. And so uh, it makes a big difference. You know, I, I, I'm not a, just solely driven by monetary things and I'm not solely driven by um, making a difference in people's lives. I, there's a, there's a combination of both. And, and fortunately uh, I don't feel like that's a, that's something that you have to choose between. I feel like you can accomplish both of those things simultaneously. And uh, that's, that's what I'm going after. And that's why I'm so passionate about the team because I feel like it can, it can make an everlasting impact um, and an impact that sometimes you may never even see. Yeah. I mean, that's, Again, with this whole podcast, like that's the whole thing. It's, you know, be a mountain mover. Um, so like that's one thing that I've kind of been working with people is like, you know, be, like being a mountain mover, having business goals, again, doesn't always have to be a number. Like my thing is, um, you know, being a mountain mover, change more lives, grow your faith and provide your family with more opportunities. Um, and so like that's the whole thing um, of like with you and like building a team out, um, you're able to do that. And it's not necessarily, you know, that monetary number that you're able to hit, but providing the team like now all of those team members like they have families to take care of so now once you start changing more lives it just again spreads that out um, and just helps everybody out more absolutely i mean i've said it and i'll say it again you know i think some of the changes that that i think that i'll be a part of um you know i'll probably never get any credit for it and i'm happy about that um you know i think if you're able to bring a guy in that is struggling financially for him and his family, and you're able to give them a skill set that allows them to go out and earn three, four, five X, uh, what the market says they're worth. Um, you're able to, to dynamically change their life financially, at least, um, and put their, their family in different opportunities. So, you know, people can say whatever they want to about money. You're not going to get very far without it. Uh, so, you know, to be able to give them the money and give them the skill set to be able to go earn that money, um, you know, you don't know what happens because of that. You know, kids' lives, they're, they they have opportunities that maybe otherwise they wouldn't. Maybe they wanted to do, you know, maybe they needed baseball lessons or something like that that maybe otherwise you couldn't afford. But because of the new opportunity and the new skill set, you're able to afford those things. And who knows what the kids may go on to accomplish and who knows what their kids may go on to accomplish. And so those are things that drive me and those are things that I constantly think about. And, uh, you know, that's just what I'm moving towards. You know, I'm just trying to be the best that I can be, you know, whether where I fall in that category, you know, I'm worried about, you know how, how I stack up against uh, anybody else, Gary V, Grant Cardone, those types. You know, I'm not worried about where I stack up. I'm just worried about doing, trying to do the best that I can do and staying focused on that and, uh, and just continuing to work hard and push myself. Yeah, I completely agree, man. Like I so said, we all have that kind of the same message on that. Um, so like wrapping everything up that we've talked about so far, like anybody that's listening to it, that's in the roofing and solar um, industry, like what's one thing that you would give them today that they could actually implement today to start growing their business and putting it in the right direction? So roofing and solar, I mean, it's interesting, you know, I, I, again, I said it before and I'll say it again, that the, the Google AdWords right now and um, Facebook ads with, with the retargeting, um, if you don't know about that, um, I'm sure you could message either me on Facebook or Tyler and we can help you out. Um, Tyler knows a good bit more about it than I do, but uh, I've, I've had my limited success with it. So 
Um, those things are huge right now because, again, you're just dealing with an older generation of owners and they're not heavily invested in it. Um, and so you can really build a huge brand with those platforms. Um, Google AdWords being the much more direct ROI on your money. Um, and Facebook being the much more, or Facebook, Instagram, and, you know, even some new ones that are coming out, you know, Snapchat, TikTok, these type of platforms is really where you can build a big brand and be recognizable in your space and in your, in your, uh, in your area. So, you know, if you're not heavily invested into your social presence, that's where people spend the most of their time is on Facebook and Instagram and those type of platforms. And so if you're not showing up there, same reason you ran TV commercials in the eighties is because people were watching the news at night and well, people don't watch the news at night anymore. They watch TikTok videos or whatever it is that they're doing. They're on their phone somehow. And so, you got to find a way to get your name in front of them and you got to be creative with YouTube ads or whatever it may be. So I think just in general, people need to invest more into their digital presence. And then also otherwise, you know, even outside of the roofing solar industry, um, you know, the biggest thing that I feel like you can have is persistence, you know, that, that, that unwillingness to quit, you know, there's no way that you're going to quit. You're just going to keep going. And that's been really the story of my life is, you know, I was not successful truly at anything that I've ever done right off of the bat. You know, I've had to work very hard to get to where I am in every space, whether that was in sports or business or otherwise. I've had to work really hard to get there. And I, and I think that hard work pays off. I just think far too often people quit way too early. Um, and so if you just keep pushing and keep keep trying and continuing to, to try to grow yourself and understand the mistakes that you're making and how to fix those. Um, I think anybody could be successful and, you know, and obviously the levels of successes depends on the person, but um, I would just say, just, you know, just keep trying, you know, you just got to keep trying and keep pushing and, and, and finding new ways to try to do whatever it is that you're trying to do and, and just don't ever quit. Cause you know, the, I've said it a lot of times that, you know, if you quit, then basically all hope is lost. And so I don't ever want to lose my hope that uh, that I can accomplish my goals. And the only way I lose that hope is if I just quit. As long as I keep trying and there's hope, hope is still alive that one day it'll come true. And but so that's why I'm never gonna quit and I encourage anybody else that's out there that may be struggling in business right now. I've been there and I'm sure that I'll be there again. Um, just don't quit, just keep pushing and know that at the end of the day it'll be worth it. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, so like I said I hope you I hope anybody listening to this in the roofing and solar niche found some helpful information from Eric here. Um, Eric, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Like I said, hopefully Absolutely. I'll bring you back on in the future again. But as I said, thanks for coming on the podcast. Again, I hope everybody found this helpful. Um, and again, take action. Um, do exactly, I mean, just like Eric said, invest into yourself and actually start investing into your team um, and start growing your business the right way. Thanks, Tyler, for having me. Yep. No problem, man. Talk to you later. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you get a lot out of it. As I continue these podcasts, I'd like to start ending each episode with a verse and quick devotional that has helped me in my business journey. So hopefully it'll help you too. This week is from Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and every creature that crawls on the earth. You were born to produce, subdue, and influence earth in the services of God and man. As an entrepreneur, you have the intellect and creativity to influence culture in a way in which only God gets the glory. 
The beauty of the gift of entrepreneurship lies in the responsibility to honor God by being fruitful and respectable of all the resources he's given you. Through this journey, you begin to learn how God has already given you all the tools you need to be successful and the development of the vision in your heart. The heavens are his and the earth is yours, but Jesus coached us to pray on earth as it is in heaven. Therefore, since God has given you the idea, believe he's faithful to perform it and has already given you all the tools you need to manifest it on earth. I hope you found this as helpful as I did. Be on the lookout for another episode with another great entrepreneur and their story.